Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get started, if you are listening on Facebook or YouTube, we are now on streaming platforms for podcasts, which include Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. With that, I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Beckett Rose. And I'm CJ Bakel. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a super special guest for today's episode. He is a double eagle in both sevens and fifteens and is the current head coach of Clemson Rugby. Welcome to the show, Troy Hall. What's going on, guys? I'm uh, excited to sit down here and have a, have a bit of a chat with you guys. Yeah, uh, us as well, Sweet. for sure. I mean, it's not every day that you get a, you know, USA International on a, on a show, so. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so I know uh, CJ gave you a little bit of a good introduction, but is there anything um, that you'd like to add uh, for like a brief history as well? So, I mean, you've, you've, pretty, you've covered a couple, of, a couple of things there, obviously. But, um, but yeah, just going to give you a brief introduction. I've been in the States for, she's going on about 14 years now. Um, so my wife's American. Um, my first stop was in New York, where I played a lot of my rugby for, for firstly, White Plains, and then moved to Old Blue and then Nyack. So I sort of, I, 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 was, I played for a few teams in that area. Um, Ended up in Oregon for five years and then um, been in sort of just outside the Charleston area for the last three years. So it's been, it's been quite the journey, journey guys. It's been, I've got to see sort of different parts of America, played in coach in all areas. Um, and like you said, I was, I was lucky enough to be selected on, on both the sevens and fifteens Eagles. Um, sort of between 2008 and 2015, um, retired in 2015. And then I'm still heavily involved in rugby, obviously as a coach, but also, um, as a, my wife and I have created a business outside of, um, you know, a lot of the, dealing with a lot of the off the field kind of um, preparation and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to getting to Clemson. And uh, obviously it's delayed a little bit due to what's, what's going on at the moment, but I'm, I can't wait to get up there and, <laughs> and start a new excited. chapter. Uh, it's going to be good. Any of us can wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, everybody's so excited. Like, uh, for some of the listeners, we always do uh, Monday night Zoom meetings with Troy, and uh, everybody's always like excited about what we're doing mm-hmm. and just talking with some of the other guys. Everybody's everybody's liking the camaraderie going on so far. That's good. I mean, that's that's such that's why I played too, right? And that's I've been a part of teams that where if you get that piece right, I mean, obviously you want to win games, but um, but if you get that that culture piece right and that sort of build those relationships with each other. It's, it's makes the experience so much better. And that's a big, big focus for me whenever I join a team or whether I'm coaching a tip, whether I'm a teammate of something, whether I'm doing with our business and stuff, it's all about, it's all about that. And that's part of the reason I did the Monday nights because I, I didn't know any of you guys, right. Until I may have come up for a couple of sessions and they got cut short, but um, I think it's, it was a good initiative to sort of get those Mondays rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I really look forward to to them. A lot of fun. <laughs> Get some movement too. Keep make sure we yeah. make sure we're all kind of like I say on the calls. It's kind of it's uh it's not really about what we're doing on the calls, right? It's more like okay, let's show up and have a good time and um, with a rugby ball in hand, of course. Definitely, definitely. With your experiences like so far in Clemson, how are you liking like the environment, the area slash like culture? 
that there are like there there is in the area, especially with football. And has that like sparked any ideas for the future? So I've been there so since February, so we're in July now. I had my first trip up there at the end of February, right? And and to be honest, like a few months ago, I knew Clemson, like I've heard of Clemson football, but I'd never really envisioned myself going up there. Um, yeah. And obviously, the way things have worked out, I'm, I'm, I'm heading that way, um, <laughs> which I'm really looking forward to. But so three trips, um, been doing some house hunting with with the family up there, and I every time we've left the place, I've always like this is this is going to be a lot of fun, and you know we're we're big on sort of the outdoors up there. We're big on you know make sure we're near water, so you got the lakes up there, um, but also get a good vibe from the just the. I guess the town itself, um, you know, I've only heard positive things said about it, um, or the culture and the focus on athletics, the focus on just the school itself. And I think there's just such a great opportunity there um, to create something really, really good with the rugby team. Um, I think if, again, I go back to that, I think if you get that team aspect right, um, you create sort of an attractive place for other players to come in. Um, we're already seeing some really good recruits come in that are, that are going to be freshmen, but I also think there's a lot of opportunity with sort of on-campus athletes. So having them come out, but creating a really good picture for, for those players when they come out to training. So they're like, well, this is really good. Um, so I think the whole area itself, I think it just kind of, um, although I've only seen it a few times for a few weekends, um, I can adapt to places fairly well. I've traveled a lot. I've lived in a lot of different places, so I think Clemson's just another sort of chapter for us, and we want it to be something really good for our family, uh, which I, I know it's going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I can only see positives at this point. There's obviously going to be challenges with that, but I uh, I can't wait to get up there and sort of immerse myself in there um, and really get the so just kind of coming in every now and then. It's to be a consistent uh, member of the community up there. I'd say I'm looking forward to. I, I love the Clemson area. I mean, I've, I, my mom went, went to Clemson. And so uh, I've grown up coming to Clemson football games and, and grown up being in this area pretty much all seven weekends that there are home games for football in the, every fall growing yeah. up. And so when I got to get up here and be a student, I like, it was just, it was awesome. Like it's such a great area to be. And like, I know even, uh, just like we have a mountain house that's like 50 minutes or so away from Clemson um, at the on a slow trip uh, and like that's right up near Table Rock and Caesar's Head and all these good places to hike and we have like a pond right ne- right near it and so like uh, oh and then coming out down here and having Lake Hartwell and, and all that it's just such a great area I love it up here so I think it's yeah I, I think I'll be looking for lots of advice from you guys and and the, and the boys up there for places to go. Um, I always, I sort of think it's like something you can, you can use from a, from a team perspective. I've always been a part of teams where you do a lot of trips and a lot of different kind of non rugby activities as well. So I think there's a lot in that area for, for, for going on hikes, getting on the lake. I even last time I went up there, I went to that dike, the dikes place. Yeah. the dikes. And I, and I, yeah. I see that is like a great preseason kind of activity, which you guys may not like too much, but no, no. <laughs> I've already, oh penciled, I've already, I've already penciled that one. In. So we'll well, see, uh, if see you, if goes. you haven't, if you haven't hiked table rock yet, 
that is definitely something you should look at doing because Table Rock is, is it's a great view and like you get to the top and it's just like, like a lot of my friends will like, we bring hammocks and whatnot whenever we go uh, hike to the top and we'll like yeah. hang our hammocks up and just like sit and relax and bring a book or whatever and hang That's out cool. up there. So definitely hiking Table Rock is, is something in the area that is to look forward to. I made that note. I've, I've written that down right then. Table Rock. I'm going <laughs> to look, <laughs> look that up. So you discussed like a little bit about that transition that you've, you know, gone all over the place and you adapted, but obviously your transition to Clemson is like, like ridiculous, especially with COVID-19. Do you see any like silver lining to it? I do. I, I'm, I'm, and, and I, haven't, I haven't always been this way, right? I've, I used to kind of, think when I was playing in the National Rugby, it was always, um, if something didn't go right or something didn't go wrong, I mean, if something went wrong or I had a bad performance or whatever it may be, it took me, I guess the value of experience there is, is kind of just flipping that mindset um, and sort of turning it into a positive or just making the best of it, right? And I think with, with COVID happening and that, I think it's, with this transition to Clemson, it's allowed us to, to really dig a bit deeper into the program um, and to dig a bit and just to allow a little bit more um, planning around like what we want to achieve there. Like what are, what are we looking to do and um, connecting with different people. And um, it's also allowed, allowed me as a coach, as a new coach coming in, like we mentioned on those Monday Zoom calls, I think that's been... Um, a really, really good way to get to know some of you guys. So I feel pretty comfortable if I was to come into a training now um, that I kind of, I know you guys fairly well, you know, just through those Monday sessions. So um, I think, although everyone would have liked rugby in the spring and, and you know, we still, it's still a bit of an unknown right now moving forward. I still think there's such a good opportunity to, to still create something really good there. Um, and even whether it be, you know, I think I've, I've spoken a little bit about this in the past with, with what's going to be happening in the fall. We don't really know, but it's, I, I still think there's going to be a rugby season, whether we play games or not. It's still going to be structured. It's still going to be a season for these new players to come into um, and current players, obviously. So, yeah, um, um, I think it's been, it's been a challenge for sure. I think everyone's sort of adjusting to their new environment, including myself with two kids running around at home, um, figuring out how to move, house hunting, looking for schools and all that stuff. So, it's given us a bit of time to do that. Um, not saying it hasn't been hasn't been tricky, but we've I've kind of we've got to just make the best of it at this point. And um, you know, it's been it's been okay. We're we're doing all right. So, if we do have a season, do you have any expectations for Clemson rugby? Despite you know having me and Beckett on this show with you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's hard to really. It's really hard to put sort of expectations out there in terms of results and stuff at this point. Um, you know, I think when I think about expectations, like from, like if you, you're a player, right, and you're coming in having expectations and, um, you know, I would, my expectations of kind of like the program is that it, it we're kind of going back to the beginning somewhat um, and getting the little things really, and, and doing the little things really well. So, you know, and, and I'm big on like the details around like training and practices and, and the off the field piece, the development piece, um, 
and really enjoying your rugby again. I think it's, I like to compete. I love being competitive. And that's something that's like you guys have probably seen even in these challenges we've been doing throughout the, throughout the spring with the fitness. Um, I love to get out there and compete along with you guys. Although I'm not playing, I, I still like to get involved a little bit. Um, but, you know, the expectations, it really comes down to like, like we show up. When we're, when we're on the field, we work hard. Um, and when you're, when you're not on the field, you're obviously taking care of what you need to in, in regards to school, but it's also the expectation around looking after yourself. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm huge into, you know, doing what you can because a lot of players, they want to get out there and, and play well on, on Saturdays and expect to play well, but maybe their week leading into it doesn't really align with that. Uh, maybe they're doing things that maybe um, are not helping their performance or taking away from their performance. And, and you get that with, with college rugby too. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's uh, not everyone's out there to be as competitive as possible. Um, but I think we create an environment. Mike's station has created an environment where we're, we're on the same page. We're together. And, and, I, and I always make that a priority. So my expectation, that's what I prioritize as we go in. And I think the byproduct is, is playing well when you get that piece right. For sure, yeah. Like, I, I the having a great culture means so much in rugby because, like, that's it's something that's talked about all around the world. Really, is like having a good, healthy rugby culture, and and so like, in in your experience, uh, how how what what has defined your perspective of a healthy rugby culture in like your experience with playing for the USA or or uh, things like that. I think, I think coming into, like, for, like from experience there, coming into the USA team as a fairly young guy, going to a seven side, going to a 15 side, um, it's, it's pretty nerve wracking, right? It's, it's, it's very, very nerve wracking. Um, Cause you're at that level, you're expected to come in and just sort of add value, obviously. Um, and that, that's really important, obviously. And I think, in terms of the culture and what's helped is, is having leadership within the group, um, having minimal kind of that seniority. Um, so a freshman or a new player come in, you're empowering them to perform, right? You're empowering them to, to sort of express themselves, to feel like they can add value. Um, so I feel like that as a whole with the team, if you've got your older players sort of bringing up the younger players, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big part of it for me is having that everyone's on the same page, um, there's no, no, just, you're a young guy, you, you can only do this, um, that type of mentality, kind of like old school rugby mentality a little bit, um, kind of back of the bus mentality. Um, I think there's such a, and it's, it's some ways hard to explain a little bit. I think, you know, when you're inside a good team and you feel like you can talk to anyone, you can reach out to anyone, there's, there's just a good support network there. Um, I think that's when you know you're in a pretty good setup. Um, you know, obviously humility and integrity, all that goes a long way. It's, I think it's just about just showing up for each other, right? And I think you know that when you're a part of that, um, as you come into, into teams, that's something that we, you've got to keep tabs on as well. Because we talk about culture a lot and we, we put words on the whiteboard like respect for rugby sportsmanship, but how many teams actually live that, right? How many mm -hmm. teams actually bring those words to life? Because I've been a part of teams where we talk about this stuff. I'm like, I look around. I'm like, this isn't, we're not, we're not doing this at all. So mm -hmm. I think it's just ma mm -hmm. making sure you stay on top of that stuff is, is key. 
Yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's really like the, um, I'm sure you've read the book Legacy um, by uh, James Kerr about the All Blacks and, you know, how they weren't, how they sort of, uh, after the 2007 World Cup had realized they'd really fallen off and got away from their culture and then um, spent the next couple of years um, fixing that, bringing in new guys and just reinvigorating it. And that's sort of a little bit what it feels like right now with the Clemson rugby. Um, sort of that yeah. transition and do reinvigoration of yeah, the culture. Not for sure. And I, and I think it's, it's just getting that team buy-in too, right? And that's where those, a lot of stuff can be, can be achieved. Even now, I think, um, with all the stuff we've been doing, I think it's all sort of those little pieces um, adding up when we do get back together in the fall, it's going to be, we've definitely moved the needle compared to where we were, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that book, mate. It's a, it's I've got it in the, uh, in the library with uh, a lot of other rugby autobiographies, cricket autobiographies. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very good book, and I know you guys have, um, I think it's at Clemson, right, with Graham Henry visiting a few years ago. I think it's been, uh, it's been a book that's that's, that's been popular around the area. Definitely. Even even Dabo Sweeney has like a copy of the book that he had like you know he has post-it notes all over it that he recites every once in a while. That's awesome. Yeah, I did read that. I did read that. I think uh, I saw that. I remember seeing a photo of Graham Henry and Dabo Sweeney, mm-hmm. um, and with the, with that legacy book. So that's really awesome. Yeah, there's so many lessons in that. Oh, for sure. So. Um, Moving away from rugby a little bit, uh, I, I know you mentioned earlier um, that you run a podcast of your own. Uh, would you yep. like to um, talk a little bit about that? Because you gave a little brief understanding of like <laughs> life off the field sort of aspect. So if you'd like to go into some more detail about that. Yeah, I and mean, then the podcast came about, it was very, very random. I started about a year, year and a half ago. Um, and it was a part of our, um, my wife and I's business. Um, and so I had my challenges when I was playing, obviously I, I, was, I played a lot of high level rugby. Um, but there was also, I felt like there was a lot of untapped resources that, um, I know myself could have used and then a lot of my teammates could have used in, in, in terms of off the field. So I'm talking about like the mental side of the game, mental performance, um, nutrition, kind of this general wellness um, where I feel like if you've got clarity around your preparation and you feel good and you're in a good headspace, I feel like come Saturday and when you play, you're just like, let's just go play. Um, and I know towards the end of my career, I, I felt like on Saturdays, I remember in my last test match against Tonga um, where I had, no, I had minimal clarity throughout that week. And I felt like going into that last match, it was... I didn't really give myself the best chance to perform. And again, you fast forward to now, you value experience, right? And that's when I think back and I think about the mental side of my game, the nutrition and, and the support staff that would have been really, really helpful. Um, so that's what my wife, and, my wife and I do now. We're, we're basically a support team for athletes that want to give themselves the best chance to perform. So, you know, we run, we are in different programs. We work one-on-one with players. Um, We've worked with Eagles and MLR players and all sorts of players that just 
just kind of feel like they want a team, you know, they, they want people to keep them accountable and they just want to keep getting better. Um, and the podcast kind of came from that. And it really started because um, things have been pretty hectic with starting our own business. I kind of started just to kind of get thoughts out of my head, just to, just to share like kind of real stories, um, have our listeners kind of get to know us. Like we are who we are on the podcast. We, we don't, we're open book. Um, and just a way to share different, different tips, different advice on not only rugby, but just kind of, whether it be food, whether it be a, a mental skill, whether it be a, um, giving people perspective on what we do day to day. Because we're just like our, you know, with the clients we work with, we're just like them. It's just we yeah. maybe have a bit more experience now. Yeah. Um, so we can call on that experience. So, yeah, the podcast is, well, I was doing them every day for a long time. And I've kind of, and I've sort of mentioned this in the last few podcasts, I'm going to go through spurts at the moment of, of doing two or three a week <laughs> and have a week off. And it's about, you know, sometimes you lose momentum with it. And that's, and I kind of relate that to when you're trying to make changes anyway, or you're trying to improve something or trying to change a, a habit or whatever it may be. Um, you do lose momentum, but it's just, I'll, I'll get back on the, on the mic. Um, soon enough so it's been fun it's been really i've got some good feedback i've got actually more listeners than i anticipated um <laughs> so and we, and we and we put it out there we put it out there you know we put it on our socials and um yeah like i say very real it's a very real podcast and for the That's listeners awesome. the uh, podcast name is hall wellness and sports and i know you guys are on spotify so if you know if people who are listening to us right now on facebook or spotify or all those different uh, platforms go check out uh, Troy's podcast as well. There we go. It's That's on Apple. Really it's, it's on Apple Podcasts. On Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. It's on everything too. It's on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Not hard to find. You can find it. <laughs> so uh, to wrap up uh, today's episode, we have some goofy, fun, interesting lightning round questions. So we want these to go quick and for you to answer them with whatever immediately pops <laughs> into your head. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on. All right. So first off, who is the true goat? Dan Carter. I like the answer. Okay. <laughs> it was quick. What is your favorite American dessert? Apple pie. <laughs> Good answer. A great answer. Uh, Good CJ answer. guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had $1 billion, what would be the first thing you'd buy? Um, property. Uh, in my hometown in New Zealand, which is on the Coromandel Peninsula, um, I would buy just a huge bit of property right there. So I can go back whenever I want, have a place wherever I want, have the family be there and just be, be in good hands. Nice. The Coromandel Peninsula, Thames on the Coromandel Peninsula. For anyone listening out there, amazing spot. Beautiful. Go visit. I want well, that to my list. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do I'm a tour. To we're gonna do a tour. We're gonna line up a tour to go go to the Coromandel Peninsula. Maybe we oh, should. Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't mind that. that. Sounds awesome. I'm trying to get down to New Zealand. I have I have family in Christchurch, so I'm trying to. Oh, like, there you go. Nice. Try to get a trip down to the southern island and, and get down there. Oh, mate, so, I've I've never been to the South Island of New Zealand. Really? So I've been I've been a lot of places around the world, but I've never crossed wow. from Wellington. And the, and the first time I went to Wellington, wow. very first time I've been to Wellington was to play for the USA at the Wellington Sevens. So I flew in there like everyone else <laughs> had not been there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, hilarious. All right. Is cereal soup? No. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And then uh, the uh, final one is, what is the most ridiculous fact that you know? If you could think of any. Off the wall, craziest thing. Oh, geez, that's, that's a hard one. <laughs> the most ridiculous fact. Um, she's guys, you've stunned me there. <laughs> you got me there I, we <laughs> thought that one might be a little bit on the spot but we thought we'd yeah. go for it anyways no worries. something like you know that might be not as well known or if you don't have anything um can i answer that in part two sure yeah <laughs> oh, part two everybody has to listen to it that's a great segue <laughs> if you want to know if you want to know what the most r- ridiculous fact that Troy knows, tune in <laughs> next week. Uh, we will have him on again. Where we'll probably talk more about what's going on in today r- today's rugby um, around the world. Uh, so on that, uh, once again, if you are listening on Facebook or YouTube or wherever, uh, we are on some other platforms. We are on Anchor, Breaker. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. So uh, thank you for being on uh, this week, and uh, we'll have more to speak with you for next week's. So with that. Had a good time. Yeah. And on that note, everybody go watch rugby, please. Yes. There's rugby in Australia and New Zealand, too. Take a look.